Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NFL season is reaching its midway point, and the rookie class continues to inspire. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host not inspired by Kenny Pickett in the slightest. And with me, as always, is AJ... Ohio State wide receivers are king, Marchese. That's not a real quote. Uh, the two best NFL rookie wide receivers, the best receiver in the MAC. they're all Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> I'll only agree with you on the last point there, Rob. Today, we're changing it up and going through our mid-season NFL all-rookie team. Let's hit Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Uh, funk got loose on NFL trade deadline day. NFL record in trades. Congrats, Rob. On uh... Any hot takes for you? Uh, no, not really. Oh. It was just a lot of my guys getting <laughs> traded. Um, boy Naeem Hines found mm-hmm. a new home. I'm all the way out on the Colts. Chase Claypool is worth the same as DeAndre Hopkins. And more than Amari Cooper. Yeah. Everything's coming up, Rob. Um, is that Claypool one the like the? What do you think of the Claypool deal? Because I think it's like the most interest, like in terms of just as funky. I am happy for two reasons. As a Steelers fan, I was happy we could get, especially because it's the Bears' second-round pick. Yes. I was happy we could get that much for him. And as a Justin Fields fan, I was happy they got him a weapon. Everything's it, coming up, Rob. Does it not feel like they should have just waited until the draft, though? Oh, yeah. Big time. But also, as a Steelers fan, I'm glad they didn't. The only like perspective I can see is that, like, you know, Fields is starting to show more in recent weeks, and you want to just continue his development. I don't know. It's still too much. And, like, you should have went and got, like, Elijah Moore. But, I mean, Claypool fits, I think, fits them what they want to do and, you know, everything. But, yeah, I don't know. It's way too much. I don't know how he's, he's still worth it. Like, he's, he got it's moved all- for a pick that like that he'll be higher than he was picked with, probably. Like, that's ridiculous. Yes. 
It's also weird too because them trading Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn <laughs> yeah. means they they're not they're not trying to win now. Obviously, yes. And, and, and making a move like this seems like like let's get support around Justin Fields to win now. But at the same time, I'm super happy they got support for him, and and I'm excited to see if. Uh, it, it helps open up that offense because right now Justin Fields looks like the best quarterback from that draft class, perhaps. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Really, really funny how that draft class has turned out. Um, not so funny how this one has in terms of quarterbacks. For no, me. no. But so, sorry, it, we're basically at the we're at the old mid season point. The real mid season point. AJ doesn't believe in uh, seventeen games. In, in seven, 17 games, eighteen weeks. So we said, all right, most I, – I think it's 21 of the 32 NFL teams have played eight games. Um, so, so basically most of them are at their halfway point. And, and so why not do our all-rookie team? Plus if, it wasn't the best week for rookies this week. Exactly. It's, I felt like the right week. I, I will say I have one guy I would have been so excited to give defensive rookie of the week to. Um and I won't get to, so I'm can, a little disappointed can, in that. You but. can just say it. There's no, there's no rule against it. <sighs> no. Now nobody will ever know. Did he make the team? Nope. Because he hasn't really played enough games, but it was Alante Taylor. Oh, He's so cool. good. He was good in the in the, in the the Thursday Nighter against the Cardinals, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, like, he was all over Devontae Adams and really effective in run support. Had a sick TFL that was called back because there was an offensive hold. But, hey. That's not about this. This is about that. Let's get through our mid-season NFL all-rookie team. And let's start with the offense where uh, quarterback is – is it's not great. It's not great, Slim agent. pickings, no pun we've intended, ha- yeah. We've had four rookie quarterbacks start games. Um, Mal- Malik Willis was, like, not allowed to do I'm anything in his. I'm so happy that we didn't, I didn't have to talk about that performance. That That's the reason I pushed for this episode. Um Skyler Thompson, uh, Skyler Thompson, honestly, better decent for, yeah. for where he was drafted. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, who mm-hmm. uh, has like the worst touchdown interception ratio to start a rookie career, NFL career. Love it. Uh, um, and, and the zap man, unflap the zap. I think it has to be Billy Zappi because if we were to pick Kenny Pickett, the only reason you'd pick Kenny Pickett over Billy Zappi is because Kenny Pickett played more games. Which, it feels dumb to pick someone who is worse just because they've played a couple more games. Agreed, yeah. I mean, unless they're playing, you know, better games, but they're they're not. He wasn't. I'm going to flap the Zap. Zappy's thrown more touchdowns and less interceptions than Kenny Pickett for, like, about 200-ish less yards. But at the same time, Zappy's thrown five touchdowns, three picks, completing over 70% of his throws, 8.5 in attempts. And he's played so well that... Patriots fans who were trying to tell us Mac Jones was the next Tom Brady <laughs> yep. last year. Yeah. Or they say Billy Zappi's next Tom Brady. Get this Mac Drew Bledsoe Jones out of here. And so it has to be Billy Zappi. The people of Boston think it's Billy Zappi. We think it's Billy Zappi. You Plus, always got to trust the people of Boston. We've been trumpeting the Billy Zappi uh, uh, orchestra for for mm-hmm. like three years since mm-hmm. the Houston Baptist game against what was it like Central Arkansas? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, and then Tech, I think, wasn't it? Tech, the, Tech, the, the the year the only two teams playing <laughs> in September were Houston Baptist and Central Arkansas. I know. So it was a lot of a lot of Bailey Zappi and Robert Rochelle talk. Go be- 
<laughs> Poor Robert Rochelle just has been, yeah, he got, got usurped quick. Anyways, yeah, go back to those apps two years ago. Um, oh, that was good stuff. Good stuff. And hey, it was it was worth talking about. Rochelle's got a Super Bowl ring and Zappy will soon. Agreed, agreed. So let's just give it to Bailey Zappy and move on. Really not much to debate. Kenny Pickett was bad again this week, AJ. Yep. Um, Steelers are going to the bye week. I, I really, really think a, a smart GM, if Omar Khan's a smart GM, and the Steelers are in the position to draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, they would do it. Um, but that's probably not going to be the case because they uh, they weren't at the Pittsburgh Steelers facility every day as 60-year seniors. Um, let's get to running back, where we are rich on talent. Big and time. it's a legitimate legitimate debate. Uh, I think had Brees Hall not been injured, this probably goes to him. Yeah, okay, so is the argument I, – I agree. So is the argument just to stick with him or is – you know what I mean? Like, he was the best rookie running back over the first eight games, right? So so I think it's interesting because, techni- like, obviously the debate is Damian Pierce, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and I think um, they've all been so great. And you can make the debate for all three. Yeah, all three have played seven games. Obviously, Kenneth Walker wasn't getting the same workload. Yeah. Uh, and, and Brees Hall was kind of like third week when he really truly started getting the, the same workload as Damian Pierce. Um, right now, uh, Brees Hall has the most yards from scrimmage. Yep. Um, Kenneth Walker, I think, has the highest average per carry. I, I think I think Damian- Brees has still got him on average, but yeah. Oh, does he? I believe so. I think uh, I got five. I wrote five point eight down for Brees, but I'm just you know I'm making numbers up, and I got four five point four for for K Dub. Okay, both very high. Yes. Damian Pierce less so four and a half. Not a worse um, team, but and Damian Pierce is second in the NFL in broken tackles. Mm-hmm. He's best in the league on uh, with seven point one rushes per broken tackle, and he's sixth in the league with two point seven yards after contact per rush. I am here to argue Damian Pierce. Because I think he's done the most with the least around him. I think he has been the Houston Texans' best offensive player outside of Laramie Tunzel. Um, I think Brees Hall uh, had the benefit of a shockingly good offensive line at, at times. Uh, a offensive game plan that did a really good job utilizing him. And then Kenneth Walker kind of somehow is playing in with the best quarterback of the group. <laughs> and but I, I will say Kenneth Walker's the most explosive of the three. I mean Brees has been no you know not short on his explosive plays at all, but Walker's come in and, and given a, that offense another shot in the arm, you know. I think honestly you could you could choose any of the three and I don't think you could be wrong. They've all been fantastic. Um we're like really like, you know, the the top three backs and I guess Spiller too hasn't even got a chance, but um I don't know. I I think I'm here to argue for Brees Hall, but the injury you know makes that more difficult. Uh it does. Just because I think you know that at the end of the year he won't be the all rookie running back because of the injury. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm here to argue that Damian Pierce has done the most with the least. He definitely uh, has. He has. Yeah. I don't know. I think this um, is a tough choice. Get put them, put all three of them on the team. Why not? Uh, um. And hey, the uh, the state of Utah is here to argue Tyler Algier should be it. So he's fourth. I'll give him fourth spot. Um, uh, if you were gonna go against them, I think the big thing against Brees is the injury. Uh, the big thing against Pierce compared to the other two maybe is explosive plays and just the average. But you know, it's not like it's bad. Um, and he's got less touchdowns. 
Uh, and, the, and I guess the thing about Walker is he's been way less productive in the receiving game, right? Only nine catches, 28 yards. Pierce hasn't do, put up big numbers, but he has more catches and a touchdown. Do, do we cheat it and add an all-purpose player and just give that to Brees Hall because he's done so much in the passing game compared to the other two? I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. Oh, but okay. It's so re- it's it's really just so no one gets mad at us. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm gonna get mad people. at myself. Uh, especially Jets fans are scary. I think Walker and Pierce are splitting. I, splitting Harris. Flip a coin, Rob. In my opinion, I think it's Pierce. I will. Because of those Brooklyn tackle stats. I think it's Walker because he's gonna win Officer Rookie of the Year. Walker's like made like a crazy amount of guys miss too. How, how many carries it, do they? I, I didn't. I didn't put the carries down. Uh, uh, I've got Kenneth Walker's eighty-five. Brees Hall has 80, and uh, Damian Pierce is 121. Okay, he's a wor- that's it. Whoever's the most carries gets it, in my opinion. That's, that's a workhorse, baby. Amen. All right, give it to Damian Pierce. Brees Hall is the AP. Sorry, Kenneth Walker. Disagree, but that's fine. Let's move on. You can have final say on the next argument then. No, nah, I don't care about the next one. I just You know how much I, I, I love Damian Pierce and Gator Nation. I do too. Chomp chomp, baby. I'm here to argue Malik Davis. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here for that one. Okay. Let's move on. Okay, let's let's move to the receiver where, uh, once again, really, really strong group. I think there's two. If we're we're going to go with three, and there's two super clear ones. Um, the first one being Chris Olave. I think the, that's who, the most clear. Who's Who even has missed a game, leads all rookies in receiving yards by over 100 yards. He has 37 catches for 547 yards, two touchdowns on the season. Every week he's just the go-to guy, winning in multiple ways. Um, and, and, and we talked about it a little bit last week. He's still not even kind of getting the chance to win vertically, which is the way most people expected him to win early on in his career as a kind of a deep threat type. Um, he's just been this efficient route runner who's constantly open, constantly moving the chains. And he's doing all this without Michael Thomas and like yeah. Travis Landry out there. He's just, it's him and Rashid Salid or is, I can't even remember. Shahid. <laughs> He's been the most impactful rookie wide receiver and it's not close. Like you just said, it's, you stack it up with, you know, that Thomas and, and Landry's been out most of the fucking games. Um, their quarterback, you know, they're down to their second quarterback. He might be the first, who knows. Um, but regardless, you know, the offense has changed. It, what was it, week two when he had, like, I don't know, 400 air yards, Chris Olave. I think it was, like, 330 air yards, but resulted, like, 80 yards receiving with Jameis Winston. That's That flip, too, you know, like you said, he hasn't gotten those shots since Andy Dalton came in, but he's been just as dominant. And honestly, I think it's been more enjoyable how he's been winning recently. Um, he's clearly the top rookie receiver. And I, the, there's, you know, the other Ohio State guy's been great, and some others have been very, very good. But uh, I think Olave's head and shoulders. Um, and yeah, again, it's just like, he's doing it all as the go-to receiver on, yeah. a, on, a, on an offense that I think lacks an identity, especially the weeks when Alvin Kamara wasn't playing. Yeah. Um, he's been unbelievable. He definitely has. Uh, and his running mate at Ohio State, I think is clearly the other wide receiver who makes that makes this team. Garrett Wilson, who is second among rookies in receiving yards with 429 on 34 grabs, two touchdowns. Uh, Olave averaging 8.7 per target, Wilson 7.3. I think he, where where we're seeing Olave kind of being Mr. Consistent, winning with his reds, I think Garrett Wilson's making these splashy, explosive special plays every once in a while when the Jets kind of get him involved, which hasn't been consistent um, 
the, I think this past week was uh, the first time really since Wilson came hey, back. Yeah. And uh, he just looks so good after the catch at times, which is kind of what you said at Ohio State. Looks so good in space. And he, they, I mean, I think they both look like go to playmakers. They do. I, I think, speaking of, you know, just the lack of involvement since Zach Wilson came back. This week they were definitely way more, um, you know, way more intentional with game the ball, you know, game the ball, doing some jet stuff, you know, uh, pop passes and stuff. So I really hope that continues going forward because, you know, after that that Browns game where he went back to Ohio and crowned himself, that, like it just was so demoralizing seeing Zach Wilson not game the ball because he sucks. But anyways, let's. I hope I hope it continues. And like that, all that being said, it's kind of crazy that he is so close statistically to Chris Olave because, like you said, Olave. I know he's missed missed a game. Uh, but Olave's been so so Mr. Consistent and Garrett Wilson's just been this big explosive guy. Um and Wilson, if you if he had a more consistent quarterback, I think he he'd be right up there with Olave. Yeah, I agree. If Flack <laughs> Mr. Mr. Consistent himself, Joe Flacco, Mr. Elite, if he stayed in, I, I totally agree. I very much so. And he's what, three catches like, last the same touchdowns, like hundred yards last, hundred and fifty yards, whatever. Garrett Wilson has more yards on the season than DJ Moore, Devonta Smith. Uh, your guy Gabe Davis, um, Debo Samuel, uh, it, it, it's impressive, and it hasn't felt like it just because of no. how inconsistent Zach Wilson's been. Anyways, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that third receiver spot's a really fun debate. I think uh, earlier in the season, I think it would have been like, okay, yes, this is Drake London, but Atlanta's just kind of gotten away from using him consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, Romeo. Dobbs, Dobbs, he, the usage is kind of there, but the drops have been an issue. And, yeah. And he he's uh, he's coming off of a very nice game, but prior to that, it was a tough two games. Um, I think George Pickens, a guy who's coming off a, a tough game as well, but he's made such splashy plays. And then Alec Pierce has sneakily climbed the rankings. I will also say if he didn't get hurt, I think I think the spot would have been Jahad Dotson's. Yeah, I mean four, four touchdowns, a best among all these guys. Um, so I mean just just in the limited play, he he might have he'd be I think he'd be in the top three for sure. Um, but you can't put him in with it with the, you know the lack of playing. Uh, third spot, you know you watch Dobbs and he's he's been solid, but like you said, just the, the struggles. To I me, think he's the last of the four. There agreed. I just said, like, I don't think eye test is there. Um, Pickens, the opposite, you know, the eye test is definitely there, but the production isn't quite. He, uh, he is fourth among rookies or fifth, sorry, fifth among rookies in receiving yards. Um, he's had the, I think the most special plays, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't get the same opportunities at times that some of these other guys do because Kenny Pickett sucks. Yeah, yeah, no knock on him. So I land on I land on giving the third spot Drake London. Really, you not Alec Pierce not even in the conversation. For he, you. He's he's in the conversation. Yeah, he is. But I just I think I think Drake I I would put Drake London behind both Pickens and Alec Pierce. I mean, it's I think again I think when you watch him play, he's been so again I think it's an eye test. No, nothing against Pickens and Pierce. But watching him play, he he you know he looks like a stud. It's that the Falcons don't know how to get him involved. Um, so does Pickens. <laughs> yeah, he does. Al- and uh, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce looks like a legit explosive freak. Uh, Pierce is uh, as as hoped as advertised for the Colts. He he, I think leads all rookies in in yards per target with not it was nine point six or nine point eight. 
he he's definitely he been is, really effective on the go balls that he's been asked he, to you know do. He's kind of like the biggest, the big play threat of yeah. the three. I think George yeah. Pickens is the freak show grab, like catch guy of the group. Um, I don't know. I maybe I'm not watching enough Falcons games. Maybe, it's hard uh, because their their passing attack is so dysfunctional and. They do such a poor job. Again, I've you know I've ripped them for not getting involved, but I think he still push comes to shove. I, I think I still give him the nod in a very close margin. Okay, I super disagree, but this is your final say because I had the running back final say. I'll trade you. I'm just, I'm just, I don't care. I love Pierce too. So, who's got tight end final say? I think that's what matters most on the app. Greg Dulcich took three games to be the the leading tight end. Is he is he your tight end one here? Oh yeah! In three games, he leads all tight ends in receiving among rookies. He he is the reason the Broncos beat the Jags in London. Yeah, uh, eighty-seven yards. He has weirdly become kind of the big play guy yeah. for Russell Wilson, both down the seam and and they keep getting him kind of outside the hashes. Uh, he has one hundred and eighty-two yards and a score in three games. He's averaging ten point seven per target. Um, it's it's like kind of a sneaky good tight end group though. It definitely is. There's been a lot. Like you put you look at the stats and like it's like no you know no one's putting up freaky numbers, but it's like it's a thick group with you know I I gave the top spot to Daniel Bellinger, and I I gave Dulcich the Dulcich the runner up because of the limited play. But Dulcich has been you know I mean Bellinger's been great. You know Bellinger's been great. Dulcich's been great. Likely just had an amazing game. Um, like it's it's been such a deep group and a lot of like, Auden's been very good. Uh, Jelani Woods when they're getting him going, it's just he hasn't gotten the targets, but he's scoring. You know, there's been, there's been, it's been a really thick tight end group. Um, I give the nod to Bellinger for the consistency. I know he's now Bell, injured the, with the eye. Yeah. Um, Bell, Bellinger's kind of missed two games now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dulcich has been, I think, the most important player to his team's success, especially in such a short period of time. Doesn't have a rushing uh, touchdown. Throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah likely, obviously, you, you, you just mentioned on uh, Thursday Night Football, he yeah. stepped up huge. Yeah, I, I, I think, out. I think that him and uh, that game from Isaiah likely and, and Dulcich's game against the Jags in London are, are the two best tight end performances. Um, Agreed. Cato Otten's, like, qu- quietly just been Mr. Consistent. I um, think I think what he's just, doing as a blocker. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just credit to the group that, you know, we're talking like it's five deep because, you know, it's it was not a hot class, you know. And even like Jake Ferguson has done so much for the Cowboys too and and the UDFA too. And Chig is starting to come on and Hayward's had his moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe maybe James Mitchell's season's coming on with Hawkinson gone. Um, no, it's a Brock Wright show. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Mitchell. It's Mitchell. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, but I, I'm fine with giving it to Dulcich because he's been the highest level when given the opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's only going to continue. Agreed. Um, Makes you wonder why they weren't giving him. I mean, I guess he was hurt, right? Was he? He was on IR, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He he missed the first uh, four or five games. I I hated the Albert O like hype because I feel like that was always so funny because they drafted Dalsich to do this, you know. Albert O caught like thirteen touchdowns seven years ago at Missouri and has been riding that since. <laughs> yeah, he's a king. I love him. But yeah. All right, we'll get to. Yeah, tackles tough. I think tackle is tough. It is, I think, the the top tackle spot is a uh, a little bit maybe obvious might be the wrong word, but um, I think we'll agree 
Finding that second tackle is the true debate. Okay, so who would you give the top spot to? Tyler Smith. I okay. I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm not like flat out. I totally agree. I he he, he, he deserves it. He deserves for it. A, a team that's contending for a Super Bowl. They didn't. He didn't miss a beat. Yep. Stepping in for a future Hall of Famer. He's fifth in the NFL in run block win rate among offensive tackles. He has been such a excitingly special out of nowhere even though he's a first round pick <laughs> yeah. player for them at left tackle yeah um i think it's got to be him i'm fine with um, him i i do think like that the plays dipped a little but yeah just how high level the first you know five weeks were for him and again like you said just in a crucial spot i'm totally cool with giving him hit and I, um, I i will say if we're doing left and right then i think the right is obvious but i i, was, I, I feel like we, we won't differentiate there no, I'm cool we'll with just that. Pick just, the two best tackles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I do think it's a thick list, you know, because like, uh, let's let's lock Tyler Smith in. Um, I struggle with my top two. Like I, I will say Icky, you know, struggling so mightily probably. You know, the he, first three he, or four weeks, he's fucking mm-hmm. turned it on. He's turned it he's on. He's really turned it on. He's really turned it on to like get consideration here. Uh, then you got the Seahawks tackles, who Charles Cross has been solid, not special. A Lucas has been really, really good. I would give him the yeah. second spot here. He would be my choice uh, for the second spot. Uh, I also want to shout out two out of nowheres in Braxton Jones and Jamari Sillier. And and Munford, even if you want to throw him in the conversation. Okay, the Raiders keep not starting. Like, they took, like mm. he didn't start this week against the Saints, and I don't know why. That's ridiculous. It, there's been multiple times now where he he hasn't started the game, and he's come in and been such an upgrade. That's stupid. He, he's, he belongs in this, you know, top. Was it six, seven guys? Absolutely, yeah. And Sailor also out of nowhere. Braxton Jones uh, like almost wanted to give it to him for being the most like you know so solid and like the least expected. But yeah, so I, I did I did give it to Abe Lucas though. So if yeah. you also did, then that's in. Abe Lucas was honestly like the most like I'm like if we're doing left and right, even if we're not, I'm like this is I'm cool with this guy being me being the number two. I think he's a clear number two. So um, moving to the interior of the offensive line. Who would your top? Uh, let's okay. Let's just get center out of the way. It's Tyler. It's, yeah, it's Tyler Linderbaum. It's clearly Linderbaum. Um, uh, who who is on his way to having a Pro Bowl season? Yeah, it's trending that way. Absolutely. Uh, just coming off that Thursday night dominant performance where he just blew Devin White out of the water, and everyone talks. Everyone figured out Devin White's bad after that happened. Um, he's eighth in the NFL in run block uh, win rate among centers. He's found a perfect home in baltimore yeah um he's been unbelievably good uh the only other center who's like really playing is luke fortner in jacksonville who's actually played decent he deserves being acknowledged absolutely uh, he's the second team center absolutely clearly guard i think was kind of tough um i ended up I went, go ahead yeah i was just gonna say i went back and forth uh kind of debating a couple guys for both spots Okay, who's your who's your top guy? I landed on Dylan Parham. Okay, I I gave Parham the third spot, but I haven't watched that much Ra- Raiders the way we split games up. So so go ahead. Well, they are my team. So. They are they are your team. You love the silver and black. I love, jo- I love Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I'm totally um, cool with him though, because like the times I've watched he, him, he's been very very good. He is a big part of the reason Josh Jacobs has been so productive. Mm-hmm. Um, that offensive line, like Derek Carr is the issue. Uh, that offensive line's like it's not amazing, but it, it it's it's not terrible. 
uh, Colt Miller, Parham. We got Thayer Mumford in there. Yep. Um, but Par- Parham's a guy who's played had to play center for them. He's mm-hmm. playing left guard predominantly. Uh, he's third in the NFL in run block win rate among guards. He has been such a game changer at guard. Such an athletic people mover. He he does need to shirt some things up in pass protection, but I think he as a run blocker has been better than any of the interior offensive linemen uh, at, at run or pass blocking. I'm cool with that. By the way, I think I think McDaniel's the issue. I think I think they should probably can him after a year. Again, um, no, I'm I'm cool with that. I, and then for the other spot, who's the debate between Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green? Uh yes. And I don't know where I want to go. I I don't know who 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 would you give it to? I would say this. I think Zion Johnson started the year awesome. He's yep. played dipped a little bit. Um, I think Kenyon Green's been more consistent, but without the same highs highs yeah. that we've seen. Like I don't ultimately, I don't really think you can go wrong. I I don't disagree. I I gave them the top two spots, but like, and Parma close third, and then I guess who's the fourth guy? Be like Beerford, I guess. Uh, uh, I put I put Cole Strange. Oh yeah, that's a cool stranger than Burford. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think I think this goes to Zion. I, he he. When I wrote it down, he was my first one, so I'm totally cool with that. Split in hairs um, though. Yeah. Yeah, and then 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 after Parham Zion Johnson, it's Kenny Green, Cole Strange. Lock it in. Second team. Second team. Uh, second team's the first team in our hearts. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always said. Uh, you want to get to defense? Yeah, let's let's flip flip the rock here, Rob. And we'll we'll start on the interior where it's not good. Let's get out of the way. Not great, AJ. It's not great. <laughs> um, especially because I think Jordan Davis was clearly the best interior defensive lineman. Hurt his ankle. Yeah. Against Pittsburgh, now he's on IR. A guy who hasn't played consistent snaps, but that's not because of his talent. It's because. One, they're keeping him fresh. Two, that Eagles defensive line is so ridiculously deep. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stats-wise, 14 tackles, a TFL, and a pressure. Like, nothing exciting. But when he's on the field, he is such a clogger in the middle. You can't run on him. He's made a couple different special special splashy run plays, uh, yeah. run defending plays this year. Um, but I think it's also the consistency you see out of him, too, where he just absorbs blocks and keeps linebackers clean. Um Play, he's played between 19% and 42% of snaps. I think it's kind of dependent on situation, but it sucks that he gets got hurt because I was hoping to see him more and more as the season mm-hmm. went on. Yeah. Regardless, though, he's, he's got to be getting the top spot here, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because that second spot. Yeah, I don't know. Who'd you, who'd you end up giving the second spot to? I give it to Travis Jones. I'm cool with that. I wrote Logan Hall, but, you know, he's a little tweeny. And I, I, like, I like Travis yeah. Jones more, so let's give it to Travis okay. Jones. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to Travis Jones because um, I think he has been – one, he's been – he's got the most pressures among the interior yeah. defensive line rookies with two. Yeah, um, sick numbers. He's had some he, – he, to a lesser degree, has looked good as a run defender, uh, l- like lesser than Jordan Davis, but still quite good. He's had some sp- special plays. Um, he's playing more and more each week. I, I think by season's end, he'll he'll probably clearly be the number two. Um, yeah, agreed. Because after that, I think Otito Ogbonya is the number three. 
And uh, yeah, if you count Logan Hall, would you put him over Jones? I guess so, right? Yeah, but it feels like cheating, right? Yeah, it kind of does. No, I, I like I like Jones more, so um, let's let's put him in. I, I also my other second team listed guys, Demarvin Leal, who's been like okay, yeah. and John John Ridgeway, who's now on the Commanders. He's he's pretty good run stuffer for them. I heard he he played a good game this week. He, yeah, he basically because of that, I was like, well, I might as well mention him now. <laughs> Great. All not right. not a great gear. Hopefully this next year is going to be elite. So, I think the most polarizing position on this whole thing is going to be picking the edges. I kept it fucking simple because I feel like none of these guys have been like, wow. So I gave well, it to, to the top two picks. That's all I did. It, it's, it's really the debate is the guy, it's like taking – Basically, it's Aiden Hutchinson and Trevon Walker playing way more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it they've been the most productive too, both in terms of pressures uh, and, and tackles. Um, it's like, do you take them or do you take guys who play way less, but in those yeah. lesser snaps win more? Yeah, which f- feels I don't know. It's hard, I, right? Like it's... I. I Aiden Hutchinson leads all rookies with 13 pressures. He has four and a half sacks. He's he's had he's been extremely inconsistent. Yeah. Right now, the clip going around on Twitter is the Toronto Armstead handling him uh, this past week with one arm. Um, but the week before, he looked great. Uh, yeah. He 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 showed off his power, his quickness with that inside spin uh, for a sack. Um, and Trevon Walker is second in, in pressures among rookies with 11. Uh, he's been, I think, the most consistent run-defending edge rusher. Um, he also had that sick pick. It's, it's, it's kind of tough because who are you arguing over them? I guess Sam Williams, who the flashes re- yeah. really, really one outrageous game and one flashy game, but very minimal minimal snaps. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau, who, who's been good, but yeah, missed a couple games too. Yeah, Drake Jackson, who has a high pass rush win rate but doesn't play a ton. Um, uh, Arnold Abiketti, you can throw in there, similar uh, idea. Yeah, King Kingsley Nugbare has come on in recent weeks. Nick Benito, Dominique Robinson had that, that great week one game. We'll see more of him now that Quinn's gone. But I think, yeah, it's got to go to Hutchinson and Walker. Maybe they won't be there by season's end, but right now they're the only two who are playing like 90% of snaps. Yeah. And... Again, they lead all rookies in, in pressures, and I think Trevon Walker's been the best run defender among them. And in real life, they've both been kind of under underwhelming, I guess, right? Like with how expectations are. Yeah, I mean, they were they were the top two picks, and I don't I don't think you're arguing either of them for defensive rookie of the year right now. So nope. I think it's fair to call that underwhelming. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like it's it's a really tough debate. It is a tough. Quantity. Yeah, it, it is, and it's, you know, it's it's not like they've been playing terrible and they don't deserve this in the least. Like you know what no, I mean? Like, like, like if Aiden Hutchinson or Trevon Walker were, were playing fourteen snaps a game, the way Sam Williams is, but also with Micah Parsons in Dan Quinn's <laughs> defense, yeah, you know, right? You got. I think those things are worth that. That the context is important for it is. debating this, like. So, I guess we'll see. I, 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 who do you think will be the edges by on the all rookie team by season's I, end? 
That's a good question. Um, you mean like in real life or for us? Because I think like I think Hutchinson will just keep getting production and he'll have sacks and they'll be like, oh yeah, this guy maybe should be defensive rookie. Probably not, but like you know what I mean. There'll be that. I, I think it's gonna be Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau's gonna. I think it'll be Thibodeau claim well. one of the spots just on the eye test. The other spot though, I don't know. Like, I think it's gonna be Thibodeau and Hutchinson. I, I, like if 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 I had to guess, because I think Hutch will have the numbers in terms of sacks, you know. And I think Thibodeau is just going to keep getting better and better and, and probably yeah. top them. And the sacks and pressures will come. Yeah. Um, just to add context, Thibodeau has uh, seven pressures in six games. Um, well, Walker is 11 in eight games, and Hutchinson is 13. There you so. go. But, again, Thibodeau dealing with an injury to start the year. Um, getting to linebacker now. I think we'll go with two. We'll go with two. Yeah, two. Um, I think the top guy, irregardless of how bad he's been in recent weeks, is still Devin Lloyd. Do you agree? Okay, I didn't. I didn't put him. You didn't put him. Who? Okay, I. I I'll tell you my two guys. I, I ended up with Devin Lloyd and Malcolm Rodriguez. I ended up with Quay Walker and Malcolm Rodriguez. So I think I think I think I'll lock Malcolm Rodriguez in. We'll get there in a second. Um, it's kind of been opposite, right? Like, like Quay's been good the last couple of games, and Lloyd has. Maybe he's, you know, he stole the power. But I still think the early season play is enough to to warrant him one of the spots. He's been really bad in coverage. Yeah. The, the last, what, is it with three games now especially? Um. Yes. And I think if you look at it, let me pull up the numbers. I tweeted out all the, the guys, but – uh. Devin, oh, there's so many Devins. There's too many Devins. He, so he he he's giving uh seventy six point six completion rate, uh ninety point four QB rating. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is giving up a hundred and thirteen point one QB rating, but Malcolm Rodriguez I think's been the uh, the most impactful like run defender. Yeah, Quay Walker is the best in coverage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Lloyd's had the most uh, flashy Rodriguez, plays. Rodriguez also been the best uh, blitzer. Yeah, he's been he's been shockingly good as a blitzer. He's been he, like every he, time they send him, he's five been productive. Pressures. Yeah, uh, I, I'm lock Malcolm Rodriguez in, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not going to fight hard for Devin Lloyd because he has been pretty poor the last three weeks now. Um, I think it's like you know he's just, just good. Yeah, he just disappears. Yeah, he does. I think he also plays on a lesser defense than Quay Walker. Yeah, I think Quay Walker's looked so much better in space and in coverage. He hasn't been used as a blitzer as much as maybe you'd hope, and he hasn't been. I think Devin Lloyd's been the better run defender, and I think Quay Walker's been the better space player. So it just comes down to that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Walker doesn't have Lloyd's picks though. So who's really better in space? Such a good point. Just make a choice. I do not care. Uh, I also don't care. Let's give it to Troy Anderson. Yeah, love it. I I I think I give it to Quay Walker. All right, I don't mind. I, I don't just, know. I I'm only fighting for Malcolm. I was here to fight for Malcolm Rodriguez, and I didn't care what else happened. Uh, all right, let's take him off. I don't want you to be happy. No, I'll fight for him. Fight. Uh, Rodriguez has been damn good. He's been so solid on a team that hasn't we'll had a linebacker okay, play well, for twenty yeah, years. Well, I'll give it to De- we'll give it to Devin Lloyd because his play play has been splashier. Sure, I d- do not care. Pick one of them. <laughs> hey, AJ, stop! I'm giving it to you. Okay, okay all right. Are you happy? 
Can we your Devin Lloyd Jacksonville Jaguars jersey prize? I will. I will. Um, I do think it's funny that a lot of us really wanted to see Nicobe Dean play a ton this year. Yep. He obviously hasn't. And at the same time, the Eagles haven't needed him to. Yep. Because Kaiser White and TJ Edwards behind that defensive line have just been quite good. Yeah. So I don't really – I think, sadly, we're not going to really see any Nicobe Dean this year. I, I still think Dean would be better, though. I'll throw that out there. They have been uh, good, though. I think he'd be better than uh, the I, the problem is like T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White complement each other really well. They do, they do. So, um, you know who I I really wish we'd see more of. Who? And I guess he's he he's uh he's only played in the last two games is is Christian Harris just because that yeah. Texans team is so bad, right? He uh he got the start against the Titans. How did he look? Did you notice him much? Not particularly. I didn't think. Though, right. I, w- well, I will say the Titan, the Texans' run defense was probably the worst run defense uh, performance I've ever seen in my life. So it was embarrassing. Yeah. They, they didn't have to throw the ball in the second half. So it could not, oh, have, yeah. been, could not have been good. Uh, you know who was good this week, though? Micah McFadden. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Out of nowhere. You, you, know, you know who actually needs to play more is uh, Channing Tindall. You've mentioned 100%. That yeah, he does. Uh, and I still think it's funny the Bills drafted Terrell Bernard. And, like, they don't need him at yeah. all, but they draft him in the third round. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. I'll give you I'll give you one more linebacker who it's, like, I think kind of scary that he's not playing at all is Brandon Smith, who the Panthers took 120. <laughs> yeah, the Panthers are loaded, though. It's hard to find Tom on that field. It's true. It's true. Um, if only Darian Beavers didn't get hurt. I'm just oh, only going through he, the linebackers Okay, right stop. Now. But Beavers would be on our team right now if he didn't get hurt. I'll lock that in. It's the so way the Giants play rookies, he he would. He would have he'd be leading the leading the the league in tackles. Okay, okay. Let's get let's get to the 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 meat of the defense. The defensive backs have been the story of this rookie class really as a whole, I think. Uh, and the corner, I totally agree, but the corners are, are the easiest pick in the whole show. Yes, and I think most years, all the guys on the second team would be the first team. Like, that's yeah. how good the corners are. Yeah, it's deep. There's a lot of guys playing really well, and as we've talked about, about uh, a position that's not easy to play well early in your career. Um, That first spot, obviously, is going to Sauce Gardner, yeah. who I think atop the defensive rookie of the year race right now. Yep. Um, has every, Sauce has, – sorry to jump on your toe. Has Sauce played well enough to garner all pro looks? Do you think? I think Pro Bowl votes, absolutely. But all pro, uh, I wanted to know your opinion. I think off the top of my head, two spots, all like first team, all pro is going to probably go to Darius Slay – Maybe Patrick Sertan. I think they've Am probably been the, no. I think those have been the top two guys. Uh, but that that second team All Pro. Maybe. Maybe. And you know what it feels like? I feel like in general, there's a lot of corners not playing great football, but the rookies have been all so solid to elite. Uh, it's been yeah. it's been a huge year for rookie corners, and yeah, Sauce yeah, is clearly been. the top guy. Go ahead, sorry. Um, Sauce is allowing 52.2 completion rate, a 61.6 QB rating, has 12 PBUs. He's getting targeted more than, and I think this is going to cool down in the second half. Yeah. But be, 
right off the bat because he was playing so much to start the season. He was getting targeted the most, and he immediately kind of that first that week one game was like decent. Yeah. But then since then he's just been incredible, and his ball skills, his fluidity, his change of direction, his ability to handle different types of receivers, it's all just been so exciting. Yeah. It has. Um, plus he he's got that that swagger to him. It's it's so fun to watch. He's a perfect fit in, in New York as well. And the Jets are um, playing well. I think that's the the craziest part of it all. <laughs> Yeah, so he's clearly the corner one. Who's corner two? Tariq Woolen. Come on. It's Tariq Woolen. How could it be anyone else? Are you going to argue for someone else? No, it's clearly no, no, Tariq no. I just wanted you to go off. No, Woolen's been great. I mean, he's, he's, he's reeling in the picks. He's been so damn good for where he was selected. Uh, he's been the second best rookie corner. I don't think it's... I mean, he's uh, uh, tied we'll get, for first in interceptions. Yeah, now he's tied. I think he's only given up one touchdown officially credited. It was like a Mike Williams crosser. It was not a big fucking deal. Um, he, it, the QB rating when targeting him is 47.1. He's what's it, I think that's bottom five or top five, whatever way you want to throw it, in the league. Um, yeah, he's been – he's and and his he was, you know, the best player on a bad defense, and now suddenly it's, he's the best player on a good defense. The, the Seahawks defense has done a 180 somehow. Um, and he, I think he was the catalyst. Um, and he's allowing just a hair 52.9% completion rate, like plus the big plays. Um, he's been awesome. He has. And Hey, I think the way you build franchises now, cause the Jets and Seahawks weren't expected to do anything was rookie running backs and rookie corners. That's how you win. It's win football games. Amen. Amen. Um, um, if you, I know, I know Jack Jones isn't a nickel. It's Jack Jones. He's Jack Jones is the third corner, but he's hundred percent. However you want to frame it. He's the third corner. He obviously is, uh, he had those two huge games, but he's also just been awesome all year. He is allowing the lowest completion rate of the three at 51.9, a 54.2 QB rating is four PBUs. Um, two picks has been really impactful, uh, as a run stopper to yeah. go on the outside as a force player. Um, he looks like the new JC Jackson. And like, maybe like the most surprising of the three to be playing as much as he has and playing phenomenal, phenomenal too. Like, yeah. He's, he's clearly the third guy. And then there's like, a slew the, of other guys to mention, but yeah, the, the difference is, I think, yeah. When you mentioned there's a bunch of other guys too, is those three are playing at pro bowl levels. Like those yeah. three, you could justify voting to the pro bowl. That's how, how well they've played. Yeah. Um, the, the, the kind of the second team guys I, I would throw in are, are Martin Emerson with the Browns. I think he's been very good. Yeah. He, he just uh, had a big Monday night football game. Uh, Derek Stingley is, has been very solid. He's yeah. come on recent weeks. Uh, and, and Alante Taylor, who I know he's played less games, but the quality of the, the, the two games he has started has been really impressive. And then, like, it, I, I don't, I agree with you. And then you throw deeper, you know, Kyler Gordon's had really impressive games. Roger McCree has been pretty solid, I think, like, outside of one game. Uh, Watson, for where he's, you know, selected, has had the splashy plays. Uh, Elam has been pretty good. Like, like, there's been a lot of guys. Uh, Benford. Yeah, Benford. Um, pure, pure nickel. I, Kobe Bryant's, you know, had his up and downs, but he's, he's I, pr- productive right now, too. I, t- I tweeted out and you, the, uh, the rookie's, Lowest pass rating allowed to highest uh, when targeted. Um, obviously, not everybody qualifies, but uh, right now, um, a couple a couple guys we haven't mentioned who, who are up there. Deron Bland, he's fifth. Hmm. Um, 
Um, Joshua Williams is 10th. Darion Kendrick, who's been kind of out of nowhere and playing a yeah. ton, he's 12th. Uh, Damari Mathis, I know he's had his ups and downs, but he's uh, he's he's had his ups, and that's important. I, I think in reality he's played pretty well. Cater Kua. Cool. Yeah, the most out of nowhere. Um, and, and there's just been a lot of play of DBs. There has. Um, Co- Kobe Bryant, not so good on that uh, QB rating lab. I, I know, but he's still making plays, and he's get, it felt like it was like all early in the season. All right, let's do let's do our two safeties. Uh, I think the first one's clearly Jaquan Brisker. One hundred percent. I think just the other spot is kind of the harder pick, but Brisker ja- Jaqu- definitely deserves his top spot. He he's been one of the most consistent rookies from week one to now. Yeah, um, his ability around the line of scrimmage has kind of been the real flashy thing. Both both as a blitzer as a run defender, um, he's also only allowing forty four. Uh, percent completion rate when yeah. targeted 58.4 quarterback rating he's been really really good everywhere and had um, the awesome one-headed interception like he's making the big plays yeah. too um yeah the run like you said the run defense is so it's been so solid um he's been everything you could have hoped for when they drafted him yeah big time um that other spot is a little interesting yeah agreed i, I think i think you're arguing two guys yeah, agreed. I ended up giving it to Jalen Petrie, but I can Me be too. swayed. Okay. Um, uh, I think Petrie's been a little more on a bad defense, has had mm-hmm. to do more than Kyle Hamilton on a good defense. I'm assuming that's the other guy you're arguing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, now, Jalen Petrie leads the league in missed tackles, but we've talked about that. Uh, he just always at, around the football. He's yeah. always around the ball carrier. He had that huge game against the Bears, the two picks, the two TFLs. Um, he, he, I think he leads all safeties with five TFLs. Um, he's, he's allowing a 95 QB rating when targeted 65 completion rate. It's a really bad defense though. Um, yeah, I was, I think he's the type of guy that when, you know, there's a good defense around him, he's going to be a star. Well, I think the problem too, is like, you can't maybe use him as that same yeah. chess piece. Exactly. The way the Ravens and McDonald can use Kyle Hamilton because the rest of the defense around him isn't good enough to support that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and Kyle Hamilton's also not playing uh, nearly as many snaps as Jalen Petrie. He's more of a, a role player right now. Um, but he's played really well, and he's coming off that Bucks game where he had the, uh, that sweet PBU in, in the end zone um, and, and a, a quarterback pressure. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun that they're kind of being on the blitz the last couple of weeks, too, at the – uh, two weeks ago, I had that awesome, you know, arm over, just toasted the, t- the guard to get in there. Um, I think by season's end, he'll be the other safety. Agreed, agreed. And I don't think that's because of Petrie's play either. And, you know, the missed tackles hurt to watch at times, but that defense is, uh, again, that, the rushing performance this week was embarrassing. And I think that, that, that second team safety spot, the other one, opposite Hamilton, I think I'd give it to Kirby Joseph. I, it's, I think it's Kirby Joseph. I, I totally agree. Um, he's been, you know, it's been the, just the last couple of weeks playing really well, but there hasn't been that many other safeties really. No, there hasn't. But no, I, I think it's definitely Kirby Joseph. I think those are the top four guys and kind of obviously. All right. Finally, the special teams. I think they're obvious. I think they're Kate obvious. York's the yeah. only kicker. <laughs> he's 14 of 18. He's made some he's big goals. He's been good. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Stonehouse is like. Actually, the best punter in the NFL. He's a difference maker. Yeah, the 54 average is the NFL best, literally. 
45.7 net, uh, just hammering punts. Uh, he might be the only all-pro rookie. Um, yeah. The yeah. second-team punter is I, Kamara and Jordan Stout have played well. I think I give it to Jordan Stout because uh, of his ability as a holder. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you. I totally agree. Um, return specialist, Marcus Jones. Yeah, it's Marcus Jones. It's Marcus Jones. He's been both, since he's gotten healthy, he's been both impactful as a punt and kick returner. Yeah. Uh, and he's playing defensive snaps. Um, n- not a ton. Uh, but I think the Jack Jones emerging has allowed them to not have to throw him into the fire. But um, been, been fun when he's been on the field on defense as well, so... Isaiah Pacheco, second team kick returner, Montreal, Washington, second team. Yeah, yeah, pretty obviously agreed. Finally, the special teamer, AJ. Oh, I didn't put one. Who, who do you got? I forgot. Oh my god, it's it's Brendan Schooler all day long. Okay, good. Um, oh yeah, Schooler. Uh, is he leading the league he, in special team tackles or up there? No, no. So every time I watch a Patriots game, he's doing some fucking. Yeah. He's just the the punt downing god. <laughs> I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago he downed one. And he took the ball to the sideline and, and and tried to present it to Bill Belichick, and Belichick just like was like, "What the fuck? Who are you? Like, what are you doing?" And it was just really awkward and hilarious. Um, he's he's second in all, uh, special team tackles among all rookies with six, seventeenth in the league. Um, Hassan Haskins is actually first. Yeah, Haskins has been good. Yeah. Um, but I, I gave Schooler the nod because of the combination of special team tackles and his ability as a punt. Uh, gunner to down punts. Um, plus, th- th- this this man was like a DB receiver who was like very mid at both Oregon and Texas, and and now he's just the perfect New England Patriot uh, replacement for um, what's his name? Um, oh, I'm the blanking. old rugby the old rugby player from Ohio State. I blanked as who, well. Nate Admer, Nate Admer, yeah, who was just was only on the Patriots to do what Brendan Schooler is <laughs> currently doing. Uh, you know, what else has been good. Coquifed. Keith, I think if we, unless I'm missing someone, him and him and Troy Harrison would be like battling for the fullback spot. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. Oh, and, and what's his name uh, with the Chargers from Purdue? Oh, Horvath. Yeah, Horvath's yeah. scoring touchdowns. Yeah, Keith is. I'm still giving the nod to Keith. Does it all? Keith's the the Swiss Army knife. Uh, I put a lot, I pull up the uh, Chad Moom has got six special teams tackles. Yeah, I know he does. Sick. Good work, Chad. I know. Brennan Schooler's uh, career is so funny. This, this this guy spent four years at Oregon and two at Texas. The, uh, who who else in college football had over a hundred receiving yards and over fifty tackles at two different programs? I I couldn't tell you. I don't exactly. think any. I don't think anyone. <laughs> Brennan Schooler's one of one. <laughs> My favorite player. Uh, anyway, that concludes our uh, midseason all rookie team. I think we did well. I hope you wrote it all down. And you're able to make a graphic, AJ. I didn't write anything down. All right. Well, I guess it's just going to be whoever you wanted to be then. <laughs> exactly the point. Well, I'll see you next time, pal. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett uh, uses this bye week to get good at football.